The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Oh, buddy, I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. It's time to talk about Boone Jenner and why oh. this guy might be the perfect deadline target for the Vancouver Canucks. So much perfection on this episode because we're talking Boone Jenner. And guess what? Rob, the hockey guy, also joins the program. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 happy Friday and welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host of Locked On Canucks and also a Canucks writer for Daily Hive, Vancouver. Gotta be careful because the boss man is on the program today. More on that in a minute. Uh, Before we get into the episode here, we got to thank you. Yeah, I'm talking to you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, Make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Speaking of getting started, let's get into it, okay? Boone Jenner to the Vancouver Canucks. Whoa. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's trade deadline season coming up, buddy. And all kinds of rumors out there, uh, all kinds of theories out there. But one guy that's not talked about a lot in circles probably outside of Locked On Canucks is Boone Jenner. Uh, So I wanted to do a dive into why I think Boone Jenner makes a lot of sense for the Canucks today. What a potential package could look like. um, And see if uh, yourself, Kyle, and and our guest Rob uh, agree that Boone Jenner makes sense for the Canucks. Uh, We're also going to get into Talkit, Pedersen, and the media, uh, the relationship between those three. Um, and uh, whatever else we get into with Rob, buddy. Um, but first and foremost, before we introduce Rob, Kyle, you're one of my best friends, man. So I got to ask you, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. The second best Hindu hockey podcaster out there, said by some, you know. I'm doing great, man. Excited to have this conversation. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know it. You know it. It's Friday, man. We're having some fun. That's all I can say. Anyways, Boone Jenner, speaking of having fun, a pretty interesting guy to talk about, bring up when... It comes to trade deadline acquisitions for the first place Vancouver Canucks. I like where your mind is going. I also like this new thing we're doing today, and that's showing the world that we actually have friends, you know? It's going to be nice to talk to Rob about this. So why don't you introduce him, and uh, let's get into it, man. Again, 100 questions about this, because it could go so many ways. I haven't even heard this guy's name really be brought up with any team. So, again, Boone joining to the Canucks. Rob Williams joining us here on Locked on Canucks. Hey, look at that. It's like magic. Now, Rob Williams is with us here on Locked On Canucks. Uh, Rob, you know, we talk all the time, you know, 90% of it over over Messenger. So it's uh, it's good to talk to you over a different medium. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing great, guys. Sorry, I'm just cramming for uh, Boone Jenner stats here. I'm just like <laughs> trying to learn as much about Boone Jenner as I possibly can. Uh, no, I'm great. Uh, great. How, good, good to be on. Yeah, for sure. And, you know what? It's, it's funny because I know... This Canucks Nation kind of got to know you as Rob the Hockey Guy. You know, now you're a national editor kind of going by Rob Williams. What, what do you prefer to be called? Do you prefer Rob Williams or do you like Rob the Hockey Guy still? 
call me whatever you want, guys. There you go. Just, oh, such, let us let us start with Rob, and that's all right with me. No, yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, we we cover all sorts of sports. Uh, I remember the Toronto Raptors went to the uh, NBA Finals. Like we were like, I was you know all all into Raptors coverage, and and basically was a basketball writer for for at least a month. I remember seeing on Reddit there was like a Reddit thread where somebody was like, why does daily hive? Like, why do they write about like the Raptors all the time now? Like they never cover the Canucks anymore Damn, um, during that time. So, uh, but not anymore. The Canucks are relevant. The Canucks are good. Uh, the Canucks are fun. So, so it's, it's, it's been a nice change of pace to be, uh, to be covering, to be covering a team that, uh, that people are genuinely excited about. It's not like this, uh, this death march. I mean, think about where we were, like a year ago and just it was miserable like I, I i joked that my job went from like i get to cover the canucks to i have to cover the canucks <laughs> <laughs> damn that yeah, I, know, was... I, know, I know you're telling the truth too man like that's not even no satire because you can only talk about losses for so long you can only talk about future draft picks for so long and look at us 12 months later talking about Boone Jenner, again, a guy that's not on anyone's list, but the, these first-place Canucks have their fans thinking of things on the outside, assuming the best, and thinking premium when talking about getting a second-line center, you know? Not just settling for maybe, like, I guess at the high-end, Adam Henrique, you know? Not just settling for other guys. Like, let's go after a guy that has some term, has a good contract, on a struggling team. Let, let's shoot for the stars here. Yeah, and I think with Boone Jenner in particular, a lot of why I think he is the perfect deadline acquisition for the Canucks is he really seems like a playoff guy and a Rick Tockett kind of player, right? We're talking about a physical specimen, okay? He's got a body. You know, he does it at all ends of the ice. And, you know, for Boone Jenner, this guy spent his entire career with the Columbus Blue Jackets, okay? You know, again, Boone Jenner, yeah, BJ on the BJs, okay? That's uh, maybe why he likes it there so much. Whoa! Um, but Boone Jenner, <laughs> yeah, it's a family program. But hey, come on, that could mean that could mean anything. Um, again, Boone Jenner, you know, been with his Columbus his whole career, has not played a ton of playoff hockey, right? You know, he was there when Columbus surprised the NHL, swept Tampa Bay. You know, he was there when they, you know, surprised the Maple Leafs in the bubble playoffs. Uh, but for most of his 689 game NHL career, Boone Jenner has not played in the playoffs. Um, but you know, you look at this guy and he is more of a goal scorer than a playmaker. Um, but that being said, I think the Canucks have a lot of playmakers on their team. Right. Um, one of the other things I like about Boone Jenner too, is that there's some versatility be between playing center and playing left wing, right? He's played both of those positions throughout his career, been more of a center for Columbus and, and a first line center at that. Now, Boone Jenner shouldn't be a first line center on a good team, but guess what? The Canucks are a good team. So he's not going to be the first line center here. Um, but he plays power play. He plays penalty kill. He hits. He can play with stars. I think he can play further down your lineup. Uh, again, a lot to like about Boone Jenner. And let me add this off because the cap always matters in today's NHL. Boone Jenner is on a contract that pays him $3.75 million a season for the next two years. He does have an eight-team no-trade clause. Um, I'm, all about, I'm all on the Boone Jenner train, okay? Uh, he's not quite Jay Gensel, but I think he might be a more realistic target for the Canucks. Uh, Rob, maybe I'll throw it to you. Do you like the idea of acquiring Boo Jenner? And do you think it's realistic that the Canucks could actually acquire him? First off, I like that you're, you're tossing a new name in here because I feel like it, it can become an echo, a bit of an echo chamber at this time of year, right? Mm -hmm. Where we all just kind of mention the same guys over and over. You know, everybody knows the guys, Elias Lindholm, 
Jake Gensel, like we've been talking about those guys over and over and over. Uh, so yeah, why not somebody else, uh, you know, with term. And I, I really like the idea of acquire, if you're going to, if you're going to give up something of substance at the deadline, you know, to me, it's make sure you get someone that's going to be a part of your team for more than two months. Right. And that's the, that's the part that scares me about this talk about Gensel or Lindholm is that like, those guys are not going to be coming cheap. Right. And are you willing, you know, everyone's talking about going all in the Canucks can go all in. Yeah. The Canucks should go all in. Okay. Like what's all in. Do you, are you ready to trade like Lakaramaki for a rental? Um, you know, cause you know, I, I feel like everyone's like, yeah, Canucks should go all in. Canucks should get Gensel. And then you're like, Oh, what should they trade? And they're, and it's like, should they trade Willander or Lakaramaki? They're like, Oh no, absolutely not. No, just mm-hmm. trade their low first round pick. And like, Atu Ratu or like Pod Colson. Like, yeah, those are easy guys to say goodbye to at this point, right? Like relatively easy guys to say goodbye to. If you want to get like a perennial, like 30 to 40 goal scorer, a guy that's a proven playoff performer like Jake Gensel, like Pittsburgh's not giving him away. So like you have to, you're gonna to have to give up something that that's that's gonna hurt, that's gonna make you go, oh man, I'd hate to see that guy go. You know, it's not going to be just like, oh, yeah, a bunch of spare parts on a team with, you know, shallow prospect depth. You know, so so that's so to me, I, I think you, I like the idea of looking to a, a different tier of player. Um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a player where you, you don't have to give up your, your, your top prospects to get and maybe someone you can build into your, into your, you know, into the near future at least with two years on his contract beyond the season. And I, yeah, I, like you say, I, I love the fact that he's versatile. I love the fact that he's on an affordable contract for two more years to come. And he's just, just 30 years old. So mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not, Hey, you I know, like that. You're not, you're not counting too far into the future, right? You're paying until he's like 32. Right. So I like that, man. Look at what this guy said. He said, he said he's he's only thirty years old. I'm paraphrasing, but you pretty much said that. Hey, I'm thirty years old. Begsy's thirty year old. Thirty years old. I think you're maybe what 28, 27. All I'm saying is thirty year olds <laughs> still got it. Okay, thirty year olds still got it. And J T Miller is one of those guys who still has it. And I feel like the Canucks in their top six that they have J T Miller and Boone Jenner. I know both those guys combined haven't been like the best playoff players. Don't even have the most playoff experience. But something just tells me that that may translate into that hard nosed game that you need from all four of your lines. Uh, Boone Jenner. I don't think it's going to happen only because, I again, Trevor Beggs is just spewing out this name out there. I haven't heard it yet. Maybe this starts it all. But I also think about this. If Boone Jenner is traded for, and maybe next season doesn't matter so much because, you know what, we're first place right now. All these guys are playing at their peaks. Let's lean into the fact that we have a lot of UFAs, blah, blah, blah. If we do trade for Boone Jenner and he has that contract going into next season, does that mean that Teddy Bluger is not going to resign? Because it's going to cost some money to sign Teddy Bluger. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Bluger. Well, I also think acquiring yeah. Boone Jenner might be. Yes. Sorry, Trevor. Yeah, I was going to say, like, but I, I think that they're going to be tough to resign a lot of their guys mm-hmm. here, right? So, like, I, like Bluger is probably pricing himself out of town because you've, you know, you've got three centers in the fold already, right? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to, you know, you've got to be careful about, and, and they've got to be careful too about resigning a guy like, like Bluger. 
you know, the challenge is going to be, you got to find the next Teddy Bluger, right? You got to find the next Dakota Joshua. Um, you know, you, you can, you can try to resign a guy here and there, but you know, for the most part, you know, in a cap world, it's, it's hard to, to retain those guys. You've got to find the next guy on a cheap deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this management regime has done a pretty good job of that. Right. So I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt in terms of finding those guys who can provide value. Uh, now, that being said, I, I do think acquiring Boone Jenner would be an insurance policy for losing Teddy Bluger, which, as you alluded to, Rob, is kind of likely at this point because <laughs> Teddy Bluger, I think last time I looked at the Athletics player card, his value is around $3.5 million. I mean, he's definitely going to push $3 million, I think, based on the way he's playing this season. Uh, we talked about it earlier this week, and the everydayers know this, but Teddy Bluger's on pace for 45 points in 68 games. He's never exceeded 30 points in his career. I mean, this guy's absolutely on a heater right now. Um, but for Boone Jenner, I think he'd be, you know, a great second or th- even third line center. And again, mm-hmm. at $3.75 million, I think that's a cost you can stomach. Uh, now, I think before we before we end this segment here, we got to talk about what the potential trade for Boone Jenner could look like. Mm-hmm. Now, again, one of the reasons I like this deal is because you're not trading, you know, a first and Mackey or Will Lander. Uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Gensel, right? Like that's going to cost a lot to bring in Gensel. Uh, as good as a player as he is, it's a lot for a rental. Again, as you alluded to, Rob. Uh, for Jenner, I, I do think something like a first round pick and a pot Colson would get it done. Now, would you even want to pay that much is up for debate. Um, but again, a low one first round pick and pot Colson, who uh, again has had some ups and downs in terms of a pro hockey player uh, for a guy like Jenner, who although is 30 is under contract for two more seasons. I think that's something that could get it done. And I think that's too much, man. I, that's way too much. Like, look at what the Canucks gave up for Bo Horvat last year. Like, Atu Ratu is pretty much Pod Colson, and then, like, the first-round pick is, like, the Horvat value. And Horvat's a 30-goal. Like, Boone Jenner, we're talking about him as our second-line center. We're talking about him essentially as an upgrade over P.U. Suter. Like, I don't think he's top-tier second-line center. I think the most I would go for is, like, a second-round pick and maybe an Atu Ratu or a Pod Colson, you know? But definitely not a first-round pick. I know it's in our eyes— we're being illusional. It's a first, yeah. late first round pick, but I don't I don't see the Canucks getting close to that. Here's the reason why I think it might cost a first and someone like Paul Colson maybe is not quite that much, right? But you look at the deadline last year. Tyler Bertuzzi was a guy who was traded. Now Bertuzzi, similar profile to Boone Jenner, a bit younger, and he was a pending UFA, but that cost a first and a fourth, right? So again, Paul Colson is a former first round pick. Again, has had his struggles, but you look at a guy like Jenner who's older, but he's cost-controlled for a couple more seasons. I think he might cost more than that first and the fourth of the least paid for Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, Rob, maybe, maybe we'll throw it to you. What what would your potential package be for Boone Jenner, and would you be paying a first in Paul Colson, or is that too much in your eyes? I, I don't think I'd pay that for him. Um, I think that's a little high, but yeah, I, I just... It's so tough. I mean, it's, it's so hard to play the, the, the game of like, what would you give up to get the guy? Like, what does it cost? I I mean, it's so hard to, to know what the market is, is going to be for, for that type of player. We don't even know if Columbus wants to wants to deal, deal him. He's their captain. They might be thinking this is a guy that we need to keep in the fold for a while. I Just speaking more in generalities on this, though, guys, like for me, you know, the, what the Canucks should do totally is is totally dependent on what the market is what is the cost for players i don't think they should be jumping out of their boots for gensel or Lindholm. like if you can get a if you can get those guys at the right price highly unlikely then yeah go for it or if you have a, a you know a good sense 
you know, maybe by knowing agents and whatnot that you can resign them or, or, you know, and that's sort of in your plans. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm a bit more on board. Otherwise <clears throat> to me, a lot of mistakes get made at the deadline, right? General managers get, you know, Stanley Cup rings in their eyes and they, and they won't, they want to make the move and they, and they convince themselves that these players are going to be what puts them over the top. And that's why we see teams overspend for players. Like look at Tyler Bertuzzi, like think about the, the, what they paid to get him last year. And now what, what is Tyler Bertuzzi on the Leafs now? He's a middle six forward, right? And they're giving up first round picks for the guy. So I think you need to be very, very careful about what you do at this time of year. Yes, this is a team, the Canucks I'm speaking about, that has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. That's exciting. And it's going to be hard for them to, to, to replicate the success they're having this season next year. But to me, if you have to go out and find a game-changing player to win the Cup, you probably weren't a real contender in the first place. So I think you go out and you, and you, you find the, the, the moves that I would say that, you know, they should be looking at are guys that fit a really specific need and especially guys that you can find that are at the right price. And I think I, I, I've mentioned this recently, but look at what that 2011 team did. They added Max Lapierre for third round pick. They added Chris Higgins for a third round pick. Nobody was talking about either one of those guys prior to the deadline in 2011. And they were undervalued at the time. And they turned out to be great fits for that team. Now, you look back at 2011, you go, well, geez, maybe they should have traded Corey Schneider and uh, try to bring in like some guy on the second line and do, and do a bunch of different things. You know, so there is that other side of the coin. But I just feel like, the main thing you should be doing is looking to find someone that that fits a specific role for you, not someone that kind of is a game changer for you. In a more recent example, Ivan Barbashev with the Golden Knights last year, right? Like what a great pickup they, they made. They didn't have to give up first round picks to go get. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you look at odd, like someone like Andrew Cogliano from the, you know, the... Um... Uh, Colorado Avalanche Cup run as well. That was someone who cost a mid-round pick. And, you know, you ask or you hear interviews from every Colorado guy in that room, and they're like, that guy was a solid deadline acquisition. So um, you're right. Spending uh, a lot of money on a guy like Lindholm, Gensel, Boone Jenner might not make the most sense for the Canucks, but it does sound like there's some smoke around them adding a top six guy. So, you know, we're going to keep discussing it here on Locked On Canucks. And, hey, over at Daily Hive, too, we'll be talking about it as well, okay, uh, leading up to the trade deadline. Let us know in the comments. Uh, what you think of a potential Boone Jenner trade and what you would give up for Boone Jenner. On the other side, we'll keep Rob for a few more minutes, uh, talk about Talkit Pedersen and the media. Should the media be you know, shying away from asking questions about Elias Pedersen uh, in the light of a contract year? Uh, and more on that on the other side. But first, holy, I got to read two ads here. Unbelievable. First off, I got to shout out Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. Wow. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Speaking of faster, one of the things I love about Indeed is that I'm fast, just like Indeed's fast, okay? My Whoa. wife calls me fast, and uh, you know what? Hey. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But it's a good hey, thing, man. It, it time is, is money. Is. Time is money, man. It's a good thing, man. Come on, man. I, I got the full-time job. It ain't Valentine's Day every day, man. It ain't Valentine's Day every day, man. You know the deal. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, so I might have to stop my fast, uh, my yeah, fast yeah. ways for that. Uh, but in general, indeed, they will never stop being fast. They leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching en- engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. All listeners of, the, of this show, guess what? You'll get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this very podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms of conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get to the second segment, I got to shout out FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. You know, the NFL Conference Championships are coming up this weekend. I have the Seahawks starting into it, so I'm not even going to bother talking about that. You know you can place a bet on FanDuel uh, if you're betting on the NFL this weekend. What I want to talk about is this. Rob, we bring this up once in a while. We do the FanDuel ad read, the Canucks Stanley Cup odds. Do you want to guess... You might have seen this. You're a smart guy. Do you want to guess where the Canucks Stanley Cup odds rank uh, among NHL teams on FanDuel? I guess they're about seventh. They are tied for 12th right now. Are you? The 12th best odds to win the cup. FanDuel, what's going on? Yo. You know what it is? They've got to go through Vegas or Edmonton or maybe both. And those two are probably ranked ahead of them, right? In their division. Oh, they, they they sure are in terms of the FanDuel Cup odds. Ed- Edmonton is ahead of us? I yeah. the Canucks can do it. Oh, Edmonton has the second best cup odds only behind well, that, Colorado. Well, that's right? always going to hurt you, right? If you're in a, if you've got an easier path, then your 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 odds will be better. But yeah, the 12th does seem too low still. But uh, yeah, I mean, Rob, to your point, think about this. The LA Kings are plus 1,500 to win the Stanley Cup. The Canucks, who lead the NHL, are plus 2,000 to win the wow. Stanley Cup. Unbelievable Holy, stuff. Dude. Anyways, if you want to place a few bucks on the Canucks to win the Stanley Cup, make sure you do so on FanDuel. You know what? That app, they have so many different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, okay, we back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Rob Williams, man, a.k.a. Rob, the hockey guy, a.k.a. the guy who was feeding us the knowledge way back when, man. I remember going to the bus stop and getting those free papers. What what were they before? The Daily Buzz, Daily, uh, like... Man City Buzz. Man City Buzz, on, there you man. go, the free papers, and yeah, seeing the emoji what and reading. We never had a paper. What are you talking about? No, no, you're like, thinking of 24 hours or uh, 24 hours. Yeah, one of those things. Like I remember you having a blog in the side column of oh, one of those free yeah, papers. Yeah, yeah. Was was am I right on that? Was no, that you? Not me. No. Oh, not sorry. Me. <laughs> another okay. Rob. Another Rob. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, you're, think, you're thinking of uh, Guts McTavish. I know somebody. You, somebody. You, you compared Rob to a. Were you, were you on the province or the Vancouver Sun or anything like anything written? Anything? Anything uh, written in your life? I'm. I've always been ahead of the game with digital. 
Oh, well, <laughs> different Rob, man. I hey, was man. featured in 24 hours, like early yeah, on I, when I, I was, when I was blogging and remember they used to have those like five on five, I think was the, the feature. I can't remember. It must've been 24 it, hours then. I just remember seeing it was one of those, but I remember being like super excited to be in like 24 hours yeah. because I was like there in print. So that was a cool moment. Okay, I was mu- like, it must've been, I was that. like, there's no way you remember that from 10 years ago though. No, no, no. I, I definitely do because I remember, ha- I remember seeing if I'm correct, like it was your emoji or like your icon as like the header, like at the bottom of your article to be like Rob, the hockey guy. And I don't know. I think it was 24 hours. I used to take the bus a lot. I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> Maybe I was in an alternate universe, okay? Anyways, Locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day. Let's get to the comments before we talk more about uh, the media and Patterson and all that, in my opinion, boring stuff, to be honest, to be honest. Okay, look at this. Mr. Whale says, <laughs> we need guys with special needs, okay? Special needs, special players. Trevor, don't make that face, okay? Special players. And I remember earlier in the conversation, we are talking about guys like Bertuzzi and Boston giving up a lot to get him, and look where that took them. Well, I don't think it's Bertuzzi's fault that they lost that series. The guy had five goals and five assists in seven games. So it's like, dude, when you're going to go for it, sometimes you got to go for it. And I, again, wouldn't be shocked if the Vancouver Canucks go all in, minus having to give up LeCarrie Mackey or Willander this season, and they do kind of mortgage some other parts of their future to, again, lean into the fact that a lot of their best players are playing at the best right at their best right now. JT Miller is not going to be doing this forever. Let's be honest and let's be real. Got to lean into that. And, again, we talked about Bluger, Joshua, et cetera, Lafferty, Ian Cole, like a lot of UFAs on this team playing way above value. So this may be the year to like really lean into things and to carry it over to Pedersen. Yo, this might be the last year Elias Pedersen is a Vancouver Canuck. Yo, we got to start realizing that. That's just the truth. So this season matters. And if the Canucks got to mortgage the future to go try to win a cup for the people, I'll take it. It's not like they're, it's not like they're fighting for a playoff spot and they're, they're going all in. Like We're talking about a first-place team at the game 50 mark. I know this team lacks experience, but, hey, I'm not believing in FanDuel when they're thinking that the L.A. Kings are better than the Vancouver. You know what I'm saying? I know the path of the Cup is going to be hard, but I think the Canucks are kind of equipped to do it. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, I think there's a few different ways to accomplish that goal where you go, okay, yeah, add a flashy player, add a guy that scores a lot of goals, super expensive to get. You're giving up futures for that player add him to your second line. The other way to go about looking at this though, is their penalty kill is still not very good, mm-hmm. right? What if you go out and you add two penalty killers, right? Like Chris Tanev is the guy that, that's, that's talked about all the time, right? Tanev, you know, he fits in that locker room. You know what he does. You know, he'd be jacked to come back to Vancouver. You know that he, you can pair him with Hughes if you need to, right? Or you, you, or you keep him with Ronick and, and play him down the lineup. And you know he will eat a puck if he has to on the penalty. And even if he doesn't have to on the PK, you know, add a guy like that and suddenly your penalty kill becomes a hell of a lot better. And that's not costing you a first-round pick. Maybe it does. Maybe it does for Tanner. But, you know, that's not, it's not going to cost anywhere near uh a jake gensel and so uh, to me that a, a guy like that and then maybe find the forward version of that someone that can play you know you know a middle six forward that that's a great penalty killer you know suddenly you know maybe you make up that value mm-hmm. with uh you know a few a couple smart ads rather than the big splash on a, on a on a big name 
Well, Rob, I kind of wanted to ask you this uh, on on I mean, we touched on it earlier in the topic of Lacare Mackey, Willander. I know Kyle is all in for mortgaging the future. Uh, how, how Minus those guys. Minus those guys. I don't want to give up those. Guys. <laughs> oh, okay. You want no, 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 guys. no, no. I, I said guys. I said it though. I said minus those guys. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I was going to say, Rob, how do you feel about including Lacare Mackey or Willander in a potential trade of the deadline here? Uh you know, to to me, Willander's a definitely no. Like you've got not much. You know, there's, you've got a lot of, uh, you know, if you're, if you're drawing up your future on defense, you know, you've got Hughes and then who knows what Hronik's going to be making. Like you're going to need some good young defensemen coming up through the pipeline. And they finally got a couple that have some potential. I'd steer away from trading any of their defense prospects. I think to me, you're trading forwards. Uh, LaCaramaki. I have time. I have time for. I, I you know, I, I'm not lining up to to deal Lakermaki like that. That'd be a deal that hurts. But is he a absolutely stay clear of trading him? Not not necessarily. I mean, he had he had a very disappointing season one year ago, and he's he's had a great bounce back year now. Uh, excellent showing at the World Juniors. You know, maybe you're selling high on him right now, right? Like, all depends on 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 what you think of Lakermaki. But to, to trade a winger. Um, you know, that's a prospect. I have more time for that, but it's got to be for the right piece. It can't be just for a rental that you lose after two months. So Jake Gensel, uh, you wouldn't be trading LeCarrie Mackey for Jake Gensel unless there's an extension in place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, if you, if you knew you could keep Gensel and, and that's a plan for the future, then, then sure. I'm, I'm now I'm more open to it, but of course, you know, there's an opportunity cost. Cause like, then that means you're going to be losing somebody else as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sign a guy like Jake Gensel all of a sudden, and we talk about this Bluger Dakota Joshua not being able to afford them. Can you maybe not even afford like Philip Ronick now, right? So there's opportunity cost with everything. You know, I wonder if there's any opportunity cost with uh, Talkit criticizing um, the media recently. Rob, did you did you take it personally? No, I'm just messing around. Um, <laughs> I, I got to give Rob some credit because we were we were chatting after that game, and I, I think I wanted to be more negative media and go with the uh, the Pedersen. Or Tockett's quote in the headline, and Rob's like, I don't know about this. We don't want to wow. blow those proportions. Thank so, you, Rob. Thank uh, you, I, man. I'm going to pump you up there, Rob. Thank uh, you. But what was your whole take on on that whole situation from Tockett's post-game comments to him calling out the media yesterday? Yeah, I feel vindicated because, like, you know, that, that was something we really struggled with, right? And it was like, okay, like, how are we going to frame this? Because wow. he did he did criticize him, or, you know, it was a critique, right? It was, a, you know, lowercase c on on uncriticized but it's not like like you we know how talk it is like he talked he, he mm-hmm. gives honest assessments on players and this was not like him like he wasn't happy with his game but it's not like he was like ripping him to shreds now i it's it's and the follow-up piece to this was also difficult to frame because how do because talk it was definitely a story right like everyone's talking about what talk it said about the media was Talkit reacting to what he read in the media, or was Talkit responding to what he heard was apparently the talk in the market? Because I thought the way the the way the question was framed to him yeah. was that the that the media that that it's it's that Talkit is somehow blasting yeah. Pedersen, right? <laughs> blasting. And then Talkit really fixated on the word blasting, right? Like yeah. he was like, yeah. I'm not blasting anyone. <laughs> like you guys are saying, he's basically was like, that's on you guys are saying that I'm blasting. And it's like, 
nobody wrote that he was blasting them, right? I think people <laughs> were sharing it. All, all, people were sharing it all around. Like the harshest headline was from Sportsnet on a, and it was just a video clip. It wasn't even from like an, yeah. it wasn't like an iMac article or anything like that. It was a video clip from somebody that was set it set it in um, in Toronto, and you can maybe quibble with that a little bit on the way they framed it. Even then, it was it was pretty subdued. Like like I thought the media got it right on this one. Like people were not yeah taking the ball and really running with it. Of course, it's a story. It's Patterson. It's Vancouver. You know, it's a, it's going to be a story. But it, people were not making this out to be Talkit versus Pedersen. Can they coexist? It was nothing like that. Yeah, I think th- I think it was pretty obvious that it was nothing like that. But I think Talkit was r- right to kind of have some attitude towards that the wording around that question because I don't think anyone in the fan base really thought he was blasting Pedersen. Like the the fan base didn't need that answer. You know, the fan base didn't need the answer that. Uh, maybe the media was looking for like Talkit would obviously call call out Pedersen face to face, and with the media he would you, you know what I'm saying and I think again that wasn't an answer the fan base needed we know the answer we know who Talkit is and again Pedersen uh, he he wasn't blasted by Talkit it was just criticized like he was criticizing other players I liked it I didn't like the wording of the question and I just feel as if I don't know if there's any truth to this but I just feel as if we don't need to be bugging Patterson, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we need to keep this guy, dude. And I, I know, like, maybe he doesn't care about these things, but a part of me feels like he does, man. And a part of me feels like he does because he hasn't signed yet with the Vancouver Canucks. And it's not as if you have to be soft with these players and whatnot, but this guy's already doing the most on the ice. He's provided a lot of value for us. Look, our jobs are a lot more fun. Uh, let's just take it easy on Elias Patterson. So we get that eight-year deal. I, I, I... The thing about it is, I think the media has taken it easy on Pedersen. And I, I think this was pretty, you know, this was pretty soft. It was, it was a, you know, the the original question after the game was like, you know, was, do mm-hmm. you think Pedersen, you know, do you think he's being a bit off? Like, he looked a bit off tonight, right? And, and I must admit, I was, I was in the press box in the elevator down and I was like, yeah, Pedersen wasn't, I, you know, I, met, I, I was saying to myself, yeah, Pedersen, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't that he's been noticeable bad. really tonight. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't. He hasn't been bad. I mean, people. There's some revisionist history that goes on when these things happen, right? Like nobody was criticizing Pedersen before that game, and now everyone's coming out of the word saying like, "Oh yeah, he's been terrible for four games." Like, I mean, come yeah. on. He, he he hasn't been uh, electric before, but you know, he, he, it he was what he was the first star of the week, like what ten days ago. Like it, yeah. it's, it, it, this is not a a, a long uh, slump here, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I. I t- Look, I, it, it was what it was. I don't. I don't think the media was was, was being too hard on Talkit. I think Talkit gave an honest answer, and people are going to talk about it. If you're if you're criticizing Pedersen in any way, like it's it's going to be a talking point. I think I think the media framed it correctly, and I think just it was just an unfortunate the the one word. I think Talkit got really fixated on that one word, and I think he he heard that, and I think he thought. Yeah. That 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 the media in Vancouver went like went to like level ten yeah. and, and 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 was really making this into like this massive controversy, which it which they didn't. It was a you know, it was a it was a it was a talking point, but it wasn't like full on, you know, negative media controversy. Like yeah. that just did not happen. It was so. the word. It was the word. I mean, blasting is a pretty destructive word, you know? Pretty sure that's like Guys, a, poke, I, a Pokemon. I love <laughs> use if I get a chance to use blast in a headline, like yeah. I don't I don't turn that down very often. So the fact that we didn't use you know, we use a much softer way of, of, of framing the story, like that's 
because that's what it was. So yeah, yeah. I, I, guys, this is all gonna blow over. The, like, you know, they'll probably come out Saturday, blow out Columbus. Pedersen will have three points, and yeah. and they'll be cruising to the All Star break, and and everyone will have forgotten about. There you go. Yeah, cruising to the All Star break, yeah, and uh, yeah, that game against Columbus coming up on Saturday. Uh, we will talk about that briefly on the other side. Um, but Rob, before we get out of here, just want to thank you for coming on, buddy. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. Uh, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Come on, man. You're 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 Mr. National Media guy, man. Tell us about it, okay? Twenty four hours at all translate yeah, sauce. Yeah. Go to the go to the go to the library. Get get on the microfiche and find my old uh, newspaper columns. Apparently, yeah. that Kyle used to find. Oh man. <laughs> no. Uh, Dailyhive.com. Rob the hockey guy on Twitter. So, um, hey, I mean, yeah, actually, guys, that, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys yeah. having me on. Before we, before you go for good, when I intro myself, what should I say? Daily Hive, Daily Hive Vancouver, Daily Hive Offside. What, what should I say, man? I just want people to know Daily Hive. Like all the other, there's only so many, so many brands you can throw at people. So whatever, whatever feels good, do it. All right. Daily, Daily High Vancouver feels good. If it rolls out the tongue, Daily High Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep that one. Rob, appreciate the hell out of you being on here, buddy. Kyle and I are going to wrap up the show on the other side. But first, I got to shout out eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from, wow, for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible M's only, exclusive supply, eBay guarantee fit, only available to U.S. customers. Dude, I got an oil change today. Does eBay Motors do oil changes online? Is that possible in 2024? Maybe. Okay, okay, we back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. One love to Rob, the hockey guy. I swear to you, man, I read his articles somewhere in the train. I'm not in the bus stops. Like, that's the most random thing to say. So it must have been 24 hours, you know? <laughs> I swear, man. I swear, dude. Because you know why I know? Because you remember feelings. And I was going to journalism school at the time, and I was taking the bus a lot. And I just remember, like, seeing that seeing that face and being a little jealous that this, this cartoon character was writing about hockey, man, and being read. Yeah, that was, a, that was a funny pull right there, man. But, uh, yeah, the boss man, Rob, I had to be on my best behavior for that one. But, uh, you know, I appreciate him coming on. You know, Rob's the reason I got to cover Canucks game, man. I guess just give oh, myself some credit. Dude. I've been writing for the Canucks for you 10 years. You didn't even thank him for Rob, that, dude. Rob's, Rob's the guy that got me up in the up in the booth. So, Damn, uh, bro. I thanked him for sure. I did, did not thank him on this episode of Locked On Canucks. But, that's uh, hey, that, that's all right, buddy. That's um, beautiful. Ho- hopefully, Canucks Nation will be thanking me when uh, the Canucks acquire Boone Jenner. And he helps us win a Stanley Cup. Let's go, baby. But um, the Canucks are playing Boone Jenner and the Columbus Blue Jackets this weekend. Um, I don't know if it's, it's definitely not the sexiest matchup, aside from the fact that we're talking about future Canuck Boone Jenner being involved in it. Um, did see some comments asking about Boone Jenner's injury. Um, 
let's bring it up. I think it was the broken oh, jaw, dude. Sadu. There we go. Callum, yeah, man, he's out yeah, for so, six weeks. I think he's gonna yeah, be back in a couple weeks. Don't worry, I did the doctor's report, man. I think he'll be back in a couple uh, he's weeks. He's already back. He's already back. He's playing yeah, games. He played, uh, yeah, he played recently. Ooh. I think he's played four games. He's okay, back. there you go. Know, the last time I read something, quick, it was like he was out for six weeks. It said a month ago. So, boom, this guy's tough. He's coming back early, man. He's coming back early, man. Yeah. Yo, do you? Okay, think about this again. You're going to play your top six a lot in the playoffs, right? I think the Canucks are going to be a four-line team, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to see uh, the top two lines, 18 to 22 minutes a game, 17 to 22 minutes a game. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun for us and not fun for other teams to have to go against Boone Jenner or JT Miller every second shift, either paired up with, like, Brock Besser and Elias Patterson. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's – it kind of makes sense. You know, Boone Jenner I, – I think I know this about Boone Jenner – I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this in 2024, but I'm going to say it anyways, right? He's a good old Canadian kid, right? He's a good old Canadian kid. And uh, last time I checked, uh, let, let's let's play the game right now before we get out of here. How many Canadian Canadians do the Vancouver Canucks have on the team, man? Okay? <laughs> Straight up. So let's get a little old Canada in there. Not that it matters, but <laughs> bringing the Stanley Cup back home, I don't know. If we want, kind of want that to happen, maybe we got to sprinkle in some more Canada. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's definitely not a lot of stars on the Canadian team or on the Canucks who are Canadian. Uh, let's let's check it out quick. Oh my God, it Ian, is it is more stars than I thought, man. Ian Cole is he American. Is Ian Cole American? Ian Cole is American. Okay, sorry, Ian, no, so not Ian Cole. He kind of reminds <laughs> wow. me of a good old Canadian kid. Okay, so again, like who is it? Dakota Joshua, Sam Lafferty. Dakota Joshua's American. Oh my God, dude. Sam Lafferty's American. Oh, <laughs> uh, right now, okay, I'm on HockeyReference.com. It is showing three Canadians on the Canucks active roster. And I, I got to double check this, but it's saying Carson Soucy, Noah Juleson, and Mark Friedman. Yeah, no, I, I that's confirmed. Do the Canucks I have one Canadian forward? Holy heck, that blows my mind, man. Uh, there you go, that's man. Crazy. So, again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this in 2024. I think I can say it once. You know, I'm not demanding for a lot. But let's get, let's get a good old Canadian kid at the trade deadline, all right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, hey, that's a great point, Kyle. I'm well, going to give man, you some dude. love. Uh, on that one, man. Uh, we did talk about prior to the season. Every dares would know this, but the Canucks, they're America's team, man. They got uh, one of the highest proportions of American players in the NHL. And again, a lot of their stars and impact players are American. And now this season, the depth guys have stepped up as well. Yeah. Uh, with go to Joshua, Ian Cole, Connor Garland, right? Um, I guess we should mention quickly that Tyler, Mer- Tyler Myers is uh, half and half. He's born, a uh, born in the States, but has played for Team Canada in the past. So He's a halfie. I guess we got three and a half yeah. Canadians, and they're all in the defense. Yeah, there <laughs> you go, man. There you go. You know what? I want to bring up something else. I, I know we're running so late on time, but you know what? I really don't care, too. We're, we're talking to the people. It's a Friday. Go Canucks, go. We're first place team. I think we got to work a little hard here, too. I'm done with that notion that we got to play it safe here. I'm done with that, man. I'm done with it. Now we're seeing what FanDuel is doing to us. The Oilers, the Kings, they're, they're better than us. Blah, blah, blah. Yo, we've been in first place since the season started. And again, last time I checked, we're 3-0 against the Edmonton Oilers. So suck on that, okay? Come on. And straight up, I'm done with us playing it safe. Like, why are we? Why are we? Why are people going to be okay with targeting players that are not as good as Pius Suter, that is not as good as Sam Laffrey, that is not as good as Dakota Joshua, that is not as good as Teddy Bluger? You know what I'm saying? What's the point of that? We're first place. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 a great point, man. And it's uh, I think we embrace the disrespect here in Vancouver. Uh, it seems like there's a lot heating up between Edmonton fans and, and Canuck fans right now. When you look online, Edmonton again winning 15 games in a row. So I think that's got to be a topic as we get into next week. Again, obviously a quieter week with no Canuck games. Uh, we'll be doing 
uh, some potential trades that Canucks could make. Uh, obviously, going through the rumors, the news, some all-star game stuff. And again, I do want to talk about Edmonton versus Vancouver, who actually has a better shot at winning the Stanley Cup. F what FanDuel has to say. Whoa, 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 whoa. We love FanDuel, though, man. But we got, yo, it's, it's conflict of interest, you know? It's like it's like Canucks, FanDuel, you know what I'm saying? And I got emotional. Yeah, we got, it's okay. It happens, man. It's sports, man. One love to FanDuel. One love to FanDuel. And one, one love to you for listening to this episode of Locked On Canucks. Whether you joined us live, whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, a first-time listener, or a new subscriber, we love each and every one of you, your families, and your dogs, too. Kyle, you got anything to say to the people before we get out of here? Again, man. People, uh, Trevor, you brought it up. Like, let's embrace the disrespect. Let's embrace the hate, blah, blah, blah. But internally, I just want more Canucks fans to tap into this delusion slash reality that the Stanley Cup could be coming to Vancouver. Like, how many times in our history have we been first pl- first place? Like, we're 50 games into the season. They've been consistent the whole time. They've been pretty resilient. Uh, I know Rob brought up how they don't have a good penalty kill. The last time I checked over the last couple of months, their penalty kill is probably top five. Straight up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, maybe that's a topic for another episode because yeah. we got to get out of here. But you look you look under the hood, and the Canucks are still allowing, you know, a fair amount of high danger chances, fair amount of scoring chances. Like, really, the penalty kill has been propped up by the goal. Yeah. That's how I see it. Well, that's why we employ Thatcher Demko, okay? So that's part of the team. That's the part of the team's <laughs> success. Go Canucks go, man. Go Canucks go. And uh, we got you covered here for everything on Locked On Canucks. Have a great weekend. We appreciate you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.